The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we know that Rashi will usually answer any question that we might have in the simple reading of the Psukim. And if there's something that Rashi doesn't deal with, it means that Rashi believes that this is not a question that needs to be answered, the answer is so obvious or it's not even a question at all. Based on this, the Rebbe is going to ask about something in our parasha that Rashi doesn't seem to comment on at all, and we need to understand what the meaning is. We know that in the story of the Eitz Hadas, the Nochash is speaking to Chava. Now Rashi doesn't say anything, doesn't comment at all about how the Nochash could be speaking, as different Mepharshim try to explain this in different ways, which seems to be that Rashi believes the Rashi's going by the explanation that the Nochash was speaking in the physical and literal sense. Now, of course, these days snakes don't speak. So we would have to say that this is part of the curse that the Nochash was cursed with, is that his power of speech was taken away. However, the Posik doesn't say anything about this. The Posik doesn't say at all that he was cursed in this way. And again, Rashi doesn't comment about this at all. So the question is, what's going on? So yes, on the one hand, it seems to be very, very obvious. Rashi doesn't even have to tell us that the snake was cursed in this way, because this should be very, very obvious. But the question is, why is it that when Hashem is speaking to the Nochash and giving him all the curses, why doesn't he mention explicitly that he's going to lose the power of speech? Now, a simple answer could be, since the Pasuk says, Orur ato mikola umikol you're cursed more than all the other animals, you're going to be inferior to all the other animals. So it's obvious that he won't be able to speak anymore, because, obvious, because if he could speak, he's going to have a certain advantage over other animals. So it's quite clear why it doesn't have to say it. It says you're going to be worse off than all the other animals. The problem, however, with that is, says the Rebbe, it also says, The Pasuk does say that Hashem tells him, you're going to go on your belly, you're going to lose your feet. If we're learning out from Arur Atta, because it says you're going to be worse off than all the other animals, that's why it includes automatically the fact that it's not going to be able to speak, then seemingly there's no need to say that it's going to go on its belly and lose its feet, because that seemingly would also be included in the fact that it's going to be worse off than all the other animals. Because if he has legs... He's not going to be worse off than those crawling reptiles that don't have legs. So therefore, the Rebbe is asking what's going on over here. Why is this aspect omitted in the Torah, the fact that it's losing his power of speech? So the Rebbe says, the truth of the matter is, we could say that it actually is included in those words, that you are cursed from all the other animals. But the Rebbe first prefaces by saying that Hashem says to the Nochash in the beginning, He says, Because you did this, that's why you're going to be cursed. You're going to be worse off than all the other animals. What's, what's the meaning of these words, Because you did this? It's obvious that these curses are coming because of what the Nochash just did. So the Rebbe says the meaning is as follows. Hashem is coming to explain to him in what way he's going to be cursed and why specifically in this way. He said, that's the pshat ki because of what you did, you're going to be worse off now than all the other animals. Now, what was the main way how the Nochash was able to get Chava to sin? So we are told that it's because he was Aaron, because he was the most sly. 
But also it's obvious that it's because of his power of speech without which he wouldn't have been able to have convinced Chava. And that's what Hashem is saying. Because of what you did, which is mainly what he did was he was able to speak to Chava, that's why you're going to be cursed. And that's why he's going to be now worse off than all the other animals. And not only won't he be able to speak, he won't even able, even able to have the power of the other noises, different types of noises and sounds that other animals make. So now the Rebbe says we can understand why the curse of al going on its belly needs to be specified, because that's not directly connected with how the Nochash convinced Chava. So that not necessarily would be obvious of that he's going to lose the power of being able to walk. So that needs to be specified separately. But when we're speaking about the fact that he's going to lose the power of speech, that's the automatic thing that Ararata, you're going to be cursed because of what you did. Kiyos, says because of what you did. So of course, the main thing he was able to use was his speech. So of course, that's what he's going to lose. The Rebbe, however, asks, we need to understand why in fact doesn't need to be worse off than other, all the other animals. Seemingly, it would have been enough just to take away his power of speech. He could still be similar to other animals with making all of the different sounds that animal makes. But the Rebbe says this question is really answered automatically by what the Torah had said as an introduction, the Nachash was more sly and more cunning than all of the other animals that Hashem made. Rashi explains over there, Arum Mikoil, he was more sly than everyone. Rashi says, according to his slyness, according to his cunning and his greatness, that was his downfall. Because he was more smart, smarter than everyone, now he's going to be more, coarse, more cursed than everyone. What does Rashi mean by this? What Rashi is trying to explain is, why does the Pasuk need to say, why does the Pasuk even need to emphasize that he was, more, that he was smarter than everybody else? That he was more cunning than everyone else? Why couldn't it just say the Nachash was smart? The Nachash was very smart. And that's why he was able to convince Chava. And this is why Rashi says that the words Arum Mikoil, the words that he was more sly than everyone, why is this needed? It's coming to explain why he had such a big downfall, why he's going to be more inferior to all the other animals. According to his greatness, that's what his downfall was. Now we could understand also why Rashi says on those words, Rashi says on Arumikoil, so Rashi says according to his cunning and according to his greatness. What does he mean by his greatness? We're definitely not speaking about the fact that he was big physically or that he was very powerful. Why would have, what would that have to do with anything? So the Rebbe says, what does it mean, Gdulasay? Gdulasay means exactly what we're talking about, his power of speech. In other words, what was the ability that the Nochash had to be able to convince Chava? There was two things over here. First of all, how sly he was, how cunning he was, but also the power of speech that he had. And that's exactly what Rashi says, that because of all of his slyness, because of how cunning he was, because of his greatness, and because of this extra special power that he had more than all the other animals, that he was able to speak, which is what caused Chava to be able to sin. As a result of this, because of what you did, you're going to be cursed. So automatically we understand now that he's going to lose out on, this, on these special powers that he had. Says the Rebbe, the from this Rashi is, the Razal tell us, good is always in a much greater measure than all the punishments and all the negativity. So from this we can understand that if as a result of this sin, 
the Nachash was transformed and punished from being the slyest and the cleverest, to being the most cursed. How much more so is true in the Tzadat in the sight of good, that through one good deed, a person can be transformed from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. The Rebbe says, in fact, this is even hinted by the Nachash itself. As we find the story later on in Parshas Chukas, we know there's a story where the snakes were biting the Yidin, and then Moshe Rabbeinu made a Nachash, a Nachash, a copper snake. And when the Yidin would look up, up to heaven and do tshuva, then they were, they were cured. Which of course means that they were being connected to Hashem that's higher than everything else and was able to transform them to cure them. And this is the idea that this very message of the snake itself on the one hand shows us how low a person could fall and go from one extreme to the other. But on the other hand, Hashem is maktim refuel amaka. And Hashem shows us within the chait itself or within the nachash itself that he also have the power that within a, within a deed that a person does, he can go from the lowest of the low and be transformed to the highest of the high and the greatest of the great.